0: Rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh tidings. Of comfort and joy from God, our heavenly father, a blessed angel came, and unto certain shepherds for tidings of the same, how that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh tidings of comfort and joy But when to Bethlehem they came were at this infant lay They found him in a manger where oxen feed on hay his mother Mary kneeling unto the Lord did pray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. <laughs> to the Lord sing praises, are you in this place true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace, this holy tide of Christmas all others dawns face, oh tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh tidings of comfort and joy.
1: Will you open your pew Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew? We are in the second chapter. You can find that on page 880 in your pew Bibles, or page 6 if you have a large print in the New Testament. And I will give you a moment to find your page. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Starting with verse 13. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And then Joseph got up and took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under according to the time that he had learned from the wise men and then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. And when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. And then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there and after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee and there he made his home in the town of Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God.
2: Christmas everywhere in the hearts of all people, both near and afar. Christmas everywhere, feel the love of the seasons wherever you are on the small country roads lined with green mistletoe, big city streets where a thousand lights glow. Let it be Christmas everywhere, let heavenly music fill the it be Christmas everywhere, with the gold and the silver, the green and the red, Christmas everywhere, and the smile of all children asleep in their bed, in the eyes of young babies, their first fallen snow, elderly memories that never grow old. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing, let every bell ring, the story of hope and joy and peace. And let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let anger and fear and hate disappear. Let there be love that lasts through the year. Let it be Christmas Christmas everywhere Let it be Christmas everywhere In the songs that we sing And the gifts that we bring Christmas everywhere In what this day means And what we believe From the sandy white beaches Where blue water rolls Snow-covered mountains and valleys below. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing. Let every bell ring. The story of hope and joy and peace. And let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let anger and fear and hate disappear. Let there be love that lasts through the year, and let it be Christmas, Christmas everywhere.
1: Perfect. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we pray that it can be Christmas everywhere. We pray that your love can be felt all around the world, and Lord, we ask that you be with us so that we can help for Christmas to spread from here throughout into the community. Be with us and bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say is holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So before I begin, I have to let you know something really funny because, you know, I like to make fun of myself. Um, So I am the least prepared for this Sunday sermon than I've like ever been because, you know, after Christmas, I visit all of our shut-ins and we have so many people are homebound and and nursing homebound. So I haven't had like a day off. So coming up with a sermon, which didn't happen until late last night and I was falling asleep, was not very, not the easiest thing to do. And and guess what? We have five pastors here today. And so that's what's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) Of course, this Sunday when I'm not prepared at all, five pastors, so pastors go easy on me. One, the one, in case some of you are are newer here, uh, the one who came up and led our our peace prayer is the Reverend Dr. Catherine Adams, who just so happens to be my mother, so if you did not know that, then there you go, that's my mom right there. Uh, You know she's a pastor when she just wants to stay for the second service, even though she was in the first. Okay, but anyways, now let me think about what it is that I do want to share with you today. So I, I saw this, actually somebody had shared it on Facebook, and I loved it. This was a quote that someone had shared. It was from the day after Christmas, and one of our church members had shared it, and I said, oh, that's just so great. It says, Christmas began yesterday. It didn't end. We just took off the retail part. Now this was something that a priest had actually shared on his own Facebook page Uh, the day after Christmas, and I loved it because in the church, we know that Christmas isn't just a day. It's more than a day. It's an entire season that we celebrate until we get to Epiphany. Here in the church, we celebrate Christmas. It's not just this one day. You know, the stores, the retail will make us think that Christmas is all about buying as many presents as you can, and creating this magical day filled with feast and joy and everything and and all of this magical kind of stuff that happens on Christmas Day but in the church we know that Christmas is so much more than just a day and even if you didn't have any presents under the tree that doesn't make Christmas any less important because Christmas is so much more than a day it's it's a whole entire season that we celebrate because the story doesn't end after a baby is born born in a manger. The story continues. It's it's quite the dramatic story. There's happy stuff and sad stuff that happens that we're going to talk about in just a second, but Christmas continues. There's so much more to the story of Christmas than just what we talk about On Christmas Eve. Now, first, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the bad part of the story of Christmas. And the bad part of the story of Christmas is all about a man whose name is Herod. Now, I told the kids about Herod. This is my thing. I told the kids. Uh, about Herod this morning during the children's moment, and we went over to our nativity set so we could walk around and I could explain to them who everybody was and what happened after Jesus was born. And, of course, I needed there to be a Herod. Now, I really like pigs. Like, I like pigs a lot, but I felt bad making, like, Ken or, you know, from Barbie and Ken or even Kristoff, we have got the Frozen characters come up and act as, ...as uh, Herod, so instead I figured it would be this annoying pig. (coughs) See? (laughs) Super annoying. So this was our Herod for today. But Herod was was a a terrible, evil person. I mean, I don't usually go around calling people evil, but if you're going to call somebody evil it should probably be Herod. Now Herod was known as Herod the Great. The only great thing he was, it was being evil. He was the provincial king of the Jews because at that time, you know, the Roman Empire, they would assign little like powers that be to to control their people and you would think that somebody who would be the provincial king of the Jews would be somebody who cared about them, but he didn't. He was in uh, allegiance with the Roman Empire, but he didn't even really care about that. All that King Herod cared about was what? (laughs) Himself. He cared about himself. He cared about his own power. He cared about his own wealth. He cared about only himself. So Herod was a really, really bad person. We can pick that up. But the more we learn about Herod, the worse he gets. Something that's not in our reading, but we know from some guy named Josephus, is that Herod was so bad that he had three of his own sons executed. Who? Kills their own sons. I mean, think you know, he three of his own sons executed. Why did he have them executed? Because they were probably becoming more powerful, and he didn't like their powerful power. Herod was a really really bad guy. And so we have to, in order for us to understand the whole story of Christmas, we need to keep telling the story. It doesn't stop after Jesus is born in the major. The Christmas story continues. So what happens is our wise men learn from an angel not to trust that that pesky Herod not to to trust him at all because he is evil and they're told not to report to Herod where the baby is born and then thankfully Joseph and Mary also learn from an angel that that they need to run and flee to Egypt and they need to go and hide in Egypt while Herod is in rule because if they don't then Herod will have the baby killed and Herod was so bad and so evil that Matthew tells us that Herod had all of the young children all of the babies who were born in Bethlehem killed in case one of them was the Messiah Herod equals evil okay got that he uh, he's my least he's one of my least favorite people in the Bible he is just The things that he does are just so absolutely terrible. But then we we learn so much. Matthew, actually, if you really pay attention to our Matthew text, if we get into Bible study mode for just a minute, and if you look at our Matthew texts really well, you'll realize that what Matthew does something really amazing for us. And so Matthew starts connecting how Jesus is, is renewing the Old Testament and all of the old stories. If you think about it, when the Israelite people were enslaved and they needed to escape, where did they escape from? Like, I got five pastors here. I'm sure some people know the answer to that. Um, they escaped. <laughs> It wasn't, yeah, I know, I do usually tell Pierre he's not allowed to answer, but I'm just teasing. So, you know, they escaped from Egypt, and yet where does the Messiah go to flee? He goes to Egypt. Isn't that interesting? And then Moses, what was the Pharaoh doing when Moses was born? He wanted, who killed All of the baby boys he wanted killed. And Moses only survived because his mother put him in the basket, and then Pharaoh's daughter found him and took him as her own. And then we have the same situation with Jesus. Jesus' parents have to flee to save his life because Herod wants to have them all killed. And it's so interesting how Matthew is is telling this story, and he's reminding us of how it connects us to the Old Testament times. So uh, now I gotta, I gotta keep thinking. I wasn't planning on going there. See, pastor is not prepared for you today. Um, the spirit somehow moves. <laughs> gotta get my mind in track. But and so the the second part of the Christmas story, which we're telling today, is any. Thing but glamorous. And so before we talk about any good stuff, we have to think about how dangerous this, wor- this world can be. Herod equals evil. Remember that? Herod, evil. I don't like Herod. But it's kind of like everything, wh- good and evil, all kind of falls on a spectrum. That's what I'm thinking. Everything falls on a spectrum. You've got people like the Herods of the world, and they are so ruled by their their lust for power it's like this never-ending thirst that they have for more power, and they're so filled with jealousy and envy. They want everything else. They can never be content. That's on that far side over there. And then on the good side, we have Jesus, pure and good and loving, but we also have, have the Marys of the world who sacrifice their own lives so that they can carry the Christ child. We have the Josephs of the world who say yes to parenting the Christ child, even though it's going to mean, you know, that they're going to have to run in fear to save their family. We have all the the good loving people over on this side and we have all that bad, power hungry, jealous, envious people over there. So when we read through this story, I always try to think about what can we take home? What can it mean to us today? If we're trying to figure out what the Christmas story can mean to us today. The reality is is that we all have to choose at different times of our life where we're falling on this spectrum, where are we falling? Are we on a side of love, or are we, are, are we on a side of hatred? Are we fueling ourselves with that love, that, that love that comes from God alone, or are we letting power and craving more power and jealousy and envy and neving, never being content, are we letting that sway us to one side or the other? So on this Christmas season, I want us to think about how we can have more of that love infest our lives. Think about how when Jesus entered the world, everybody thought that God was kind of something that they had to fear. And then Jesus enters the world as love, as the embodiment of love. And we need that same love that entered the world for Christmas to infect our hearts and to spread like wildfire. We want that love to help to spread within us and not that earthly stuff, not that evil stuff, that enviness and that that jealousy and that power. Do you know what I mean? Are you understanding? We need that love to infest and infect our lives. Now, you're not going to be able to read this, but I'm going to read it for you. It's too small of a print. This is a poem here by Howard Thurman called The Work of Christmas. Now, as we think about how Christmas continues and, and our goal in Christmas needs to be to fill ourselves with love, let's think about this poem. It says... When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. As Christmas continues, this is what we need more of. The truth is that Christmas isn't about all of the presents and all of the stuff that that make that we think is magical. Christmas is about the love of Christ entering on our lives and helping us to be more loving, more faithful, more selfless people. Uh, Christmas is about us going out into the world and being the love of Christ and helping those in need and feeding the hungry and caring for those who are lost. Christmas continues, but it also means that we have a lot of work to do, don't we? We have work to do. I think that Dr. Seuss got it right when he said maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Christmas means the love of God that can enter our hearts on Christmas Day and every day afterwards during the season and forever. And that love should change us and should help us to be God's hands and feet in this world. Thank you. Christmas, it's not over just beginning it's inside of us it's growing in us and it's that love all that envious and jealousy and stuff we feel that sometimes let's be honest give me a little raise of the hand if you ever feel that stuff sometimes that that's not from Christ it's from that stuff that infected Herod but the love that helps us to go out into the world and make it a better place That love that that gets us to do the good and the right thing, that's from God. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you because you alone show us the true meaning of Christmas. That Christmas isn't just about joy and presents. Christmas is about so much more. It's about your love that broke into this world. Let us be infected by your love so that we can spread that love for all the world. Let us be your hands and feet in this world. Through Christ our Lord, we pray the prayer that he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
2: We continue our service now with.